Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey guys, what's up? So this is our first, first podcast in the new studio. Yeah, super maybe, exciting. Maybe you can tell a difference. You probably can't. <laughs> I'm going to vote no. Probably. We can. Probably I don't can. know. Some of you all listening in headphones, like maybe in like earbuds. Yeah. Like where you really hear a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll probably hear a little cleaner, we, a we, little cleaner audio here. Yeah. We pride ourselves in our, uh, our good, clean audio. We think that we have a great sounding podcast and we had a new studio space become available in our co-working space that we work in and there's a, a main studio room now that has much higher ceilings. It's a little bit smaller maybe. Yeah, it is a tad smaller. Tad I'd smaller. Maybe a foot, foot or two each way. But much higher ceilings, which for filming is... Better yeah, so in we my went opinion, from a nine to a I think twelve foot ceiling. Especially when we film a lot of times with um, with very wide lenses, you know. Yeah. So so getting getting the ceilings out is awesome. Uh, we made a little studio update, moving day studio tour over on I don't our. Think I ever got to watch it. Patreon. Is it is on the Patreon? It's, page. Oh, it's on Patreon. It's up. Okay. I'm it's up. It. It's okay. up, boys. It's That's right. Cause we had to move to Vimeo and stuff for all that. It's so. me filming you guys. Uh, moving it being, was great for idiots. me yeah yeah, yeah it was uh, great it was a really fun one because we kind of did like a little vlog style so well what's I think, funny is i don't think we any of us woke up that morning thinking hey today's moving day nope. i know i didn't no i, I, I told but yeah i told my wife what we were doing and that I figured we'd move something that you know that we had we had talked about it but it kind of happened quickly and that it was a go so i was like we'll probably be moving stuff this week and 
didn't realize that it was just going to be, you know, but, but it's we so, ended up doing, it was all one day, right? It's so oh, yeah. typical. Yeah. It's so, that's so typical us. Like, yeah. you know, like, like I went to Lowe's that <laughs> evening and grabbed a couple extra things that yeah. we needed. And then by the next morning, by 10 o'clock, the studio but, was done, ready. Yeah. yeah. But it's, 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 it's just that whole, like, just make it happen mentality of like, Hey, cool. We done. got this thing done. Let's go get it done. You know, what's like, let's, in go, the way. let's go. Yeah. Let's one get thing, it all done. And boom. One thing moved to the next. And yeah. It's also it's impatience. That's, <laughs> that's partially that too. Because ultimately in here, there was, you know, there's a tenant in this room that we're in right now. Uh, so we, we went from having basically two office spaces to three. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, instead of, we had one office space on one side of this, um, we call it a co-working space. I think there's yeah, it's one, kind of more like one private co-worker office. <laughs> here. Um, used yeah, to private offices. It started more. as a co-working space yeah. for sure, and there were tons of just individual people milling around. Um, the yeah. company we used to work for hired most of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, including pretty me much. And, yeah, and Gabe and and so and then we left, and then they moved into a new office because they just grew too big. And so, like, what's left here now is literally it's yeah, it's, it's almost like these are office suites. Uh, yeah, it feels more with, like with like a communal area. Yeah, there's some in there's the some communal spots in the center, yeah, and that but, may change. And, and it is a great space for co working, but yeah, it's it just Still, it's worked out really well for us the evolution of it because now we are we we are. We have captured the entire northwest <laughs> corner of this yeah. building, yeah. which I, is really that, awesome because it 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 helps us to feel more cohesive as if yes. we have an office space, not just an office. Our studio and our our now second studio are all yeah. sort of conjoined with the we've, main office. We've, so. It's it's a much better setup for us. We've kind of taken over the whole corner, and so we're isolated from some of the other office spaces. Uh, I think maybe we've talked about it on here before, but the like Robbie was saying, there was a there was a um, another private office next to our old studio, and if that person needed to take a phone call or whatever in the middle of us filming, or, you know, was, or type, or, yeah, or just do anything because the the door was paper thin or breathe, right? And and nothing against him, but he did he did stuff with like VR and yeah, stuff, three so, printers. So yeah. you never know when he was going to have like an Xbox fired up, or yeah. he was going to have some people in there playing like star wars lightsaber yeah. battles or stuff <laughs> right. it gets noisy you yeah know? Right. it's just yeah yeah so yeah, it, so there was it, no one there was not going to be a tenant that would ever move into that place that we yeah. wouldn't have to always film around exactly it was a so, bummer because that's kind of the point of us having a studio, a studio we need to be space. able to pop in film whenever we need to and like we had worked around it but i felt that not anxiety well a little bit of anxiety just yeah. like oh like uh all right, well, we need we, to film today. Well, let's try to get it in in the morning, and right. we got to film. It's like, and I don't want to do all we that. We film better in the afternoon. Things yeah. flow better in the afternoon. Yeah, got, got some, yeah, brain is... bean juice <laughs> yeah, in, bean got juice, lunch in. Like, bean juice is, is flowing. And, and so we were having to cram you know, early recording sessions. Mm-hmm. So like on Friday, today, we want to film something. Um, it'd be Evening like, well, crap, be, you know, we got, we're going to podcast. By the yeah. time we get done podcasting, I hope he's not there. And, Late afternoon. Yeah, you know, we didn't so, have to do all that. So, new space, yeah. Uh, we've resolved all of that now and we've we've taken over the corner and we have and we have now another small studio which is what we're in now our podcast room there's only one uh large window because we're we're in an old building so there's these big massive windows on the front of the building and uh in our office where we have been podcasting there's three of those now we only have one and the space is just a little smaller so i think the echo isn't the same um we just think it sounds amazing in here. This is actually the—I mean, this is the first time we've podcast. I yeah. the first time I put on headphones. We were yeah, sitting we, here we getting set ready. We up, you know, when we moved and then walked away from it. And yeah. So we sat down. And it's like, oh, so here we're we are. hearing this for the first time too. Yeah, and it's cool. Well, but like it, we, we were sitting here and I was like, oh my gosh, like we, you all were doing stuff and I just had my headphones on with the mics on. And I'm like, it's so quiet. 
Yeah. I, I mean, love it, man. It's so yeah, much more quiet. Love it. So we've I got a desk it. in here too. So if any of us needs to really dig in, get some take heads a, down yeah, space. Yeah, or like take a take know. a video call or whatever. Yeah. And, so we've got some space uh, for that. Natural light in here. Yeah. So we'll be able to do B-roll stuff. And yeah. tons of storage. The storage is the storage awesome. Is because you, you see studio. Who, who does... <laughs> Who, who is it that comes into? Uh, is it Linus that Linus, comes yeah, in? Yeah, so you've seen Linus's behind the scenes, and not, they just have piles of stuff, oh, and it's no, like I mean, it's shielded it's, by these big backdrops and everything. It just happens. I mean, but, it's easy. you know, we've talked about having a setup kind of like Marquez, where we have these nice cabinets and sliding doors and drawers and stuff, where everything has its place. But to do that in our current office would take eliminate up, a lot of space. Take, take up yeah. half and, the, and that we were trying to. Now our our main office is wide open. And we've got a nice lounge area and all whatever. And we have something special. We have coming. something special yeah, on do. the way. Next, we're gonna we're gonna unbox it just on in time for my yes. birthday. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna yeah. be the best unboxing ever. Yeah. Anyway, now we have ginormous storage space, and everything's gonna have its place. Yeah. And when we have stuff, we don't have to worry about. I mean, just stuff bo- laying boxes, on the floor in the boxes, studio. Man, God, boxes and were yes, everywhere. Our box collection is. Well, it's I mean, what's, it's what we do. It's better. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> We're chrome unboxed, you know? But yeah, these these cabinets in here, they're old. And, I mean, we they're old. To, they look like homemade cabinets or something. They but probably they really are. serve their purpose. I mean, they're floor to ceiling. So, again, 12-foot ceilings, I think. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, there's, there's one separation at about, what, seven foot? Oh, so mm-hmm. there's the a set of one, two, three, four, seven foot tall. I don't know. They're probably a yeah. foot and a half deep. Big, yeah. You know, big cabinets um, awesome. and we, we used didn't, all those i didn't we realize we how really leveraged the top ones yet, i didn't realize yeah. how stoked Eventually. i was on this until we were in here and you guys put everything up on the top and i was bringing in all my video gear yeah, and so put it has a video spot was, oh dude yeah, so we have a charging so spot for all our, it's just it's nice that you know like when we set up the the podcast station you know the table you know that we podcast from is probably a tad bit bigger than what we necessarily need mm-hmm. a round table might work better i probably. think but you know it's a table that we've had and we've used it for a long time and we set it up and it's like oh you know is that going to take up because the storage room is i don't know it's probably 13 by 10 or something yeah. like that yeah, if i were guessing right. 15 by 10 so it's not a huge room um and it's like, uh, is this going to take up too much of the space? Then we were like, no. Yeah. There's, there's no nothing else in here. For there <laughs> yeah. to be anything there, on the there floor. There should never anymore. be anything on never. the floor. Right. We're not doing anything. If we ever come in here to shoot B roll or what have you, this yeah. table weighs like a pound. Yeah, slide it so over. If yeah. you, you you've probably seen it in some of the videos. It's a real it's a really cool table, and we've got a lot of use out of it. But this this is our this is our studio B. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. if so, you wanna if you wanna see excited. A, yeah, it's it's Who amazing. Put the air freshener in the window. Uh, I don't know when was you that, guys. That that came, there? I think it came with came the with room. Yeah. Oh, okay. I went ahead and just it's part of the. Room I opened now. it up a little bit so that we could get some some. <laughs> I, I it wouldn't was a, mind branding ourselves with some sort of scent. I would like to have choose something that has a scent. That that's what we go with. What's it going to yeah. be? I don't know. Hmm. We got to choose patchouli. Something that we like <laughs> yeah, patchouli. There's a, there's a new new uh, the cologne I'm wearing right now. Yeah. has a lot of patchouli. In there, yeah. I like patchouli yeah. in men's yeah. cologne. There's a I new just, business right across the street which you can see do, out this window, you, and it is called patchouli. So. Do you guys? Do you guys? It, under it, I'm I'm trying to not I'm trying to not offend anyone who does use patchouli because it's fine. It's a totally like. But people that use a, a ton of patchouli, a lot of times, at least in my experience, have been. Um, there was a particular band that I went and saw at Ichthus in uh, Central Kentucky. Uh, they were called the Salters. They were nomads. They lived in a van. 
and they traveled around and did weird like they did psalms and in in weird music and it was like very uh, earthy. uh yeah very earthy let's just say right and they like would cover themselves with patchouli to yeah. cover up some of the maybe body yeah, odor or whatever. That, that's yeah. different. <laughs> and like that, that's what I associate with yeah, like yeah. patchouli. Patchouli <laughs> is a part of a palate for cologne. Is yeah. great. Patchouli exactly. on its own, I'm not actually a huge fan. But of. like, no, you know that smell no, though. Know like exactly somebody who wears a lot. Like. Oh, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. There, so. there are also stoners who use it that's, to cover that smell up okay too. i was gonna go there but then i was like uh maybe i won't There's go there anybody. if you're a stoner go yeah for it, absolutely you know? i mean it, it is nothing against it, you. yeah it is a way that you can yeah cover up some of that you know strong scent and uh, yeah so like a lot of times like you'll you'll go into like a place that sells like incense and stuff and they'll yes. have a ton of patchouli in oh yeah there, you know yeah. um so, yeah, anyway, I, mean, I think yeah, <laughs> let's get a total tangent. Yeah. But yeah, we'll pick a, we'll pick one we'll of the Glade some, smells or something. Yeah. Get those little plug-in deals. Yeah, and, that would you know, be nice. Just yeah. have a. Uh, it's, there, it, there's this, a whole science, by the way. This is a complete tangent, but it's fascinating. Well, like you um, all I've got a friend restaurants that, that, and stuff, right? Or yeah. like tons of companies yeah. will brand uh, uh, themselves via scent. There's, yeah, a, there's hotels, a company called casino. Look Em Up Scent Air. S C E N T. Yeah, this Air. blew my mind, but it makes so much sense. Buddy of mine that I've known and Gabe's known him for years too. Started working for this company, and he and I don't get to talk that often. But we sat down to lunch, and I was telling him everything I was doing at the time, and and he tells me what he's doing. And he told me he worked for Scent Air, and honestly, I thought he worked for some like packaging or mailing company. Um, like I sent it, yeah, um, sent the mail in the air. No, no, this is sent, <laughs> sent. And so he starts telling me about it, and it's their branding company that so big big companies that have multiple outlets will will use scent as a branding thing so you're not crazy if you've ever walked into a place and gone yeah that smells like such and such for me it was uh marriott yeah. or marriott depending on how you pronounce it but yeah. for me uh I, there there are you know a few memories you they, they just get emblazoned in your brain well one of those for me is the first time i went to downtown chicago to stay with my wife and she had been going for a few years for the job she had to go buy stuff for a gift shop. And so once we got married, it was like, cool, I can go with her now. Like, I'll be her plus one on the trip. So I go, and it was an awesome week we spent in Chicago that week. Like, the weather was even perfect. I mean, it was just like one of those things that everything lined up so well yeah. that it's just so much it of that vividly. trip is just yeah. burned into my memory. Well, one of the things that's burned into my memory is walking, the first time walking into the Marriott on the Miracle Mile uh, on uh um, Michigan and, um, and walking into that lobby and it was like buzzing with people and business meetings and it's got a cool bar and there's just this energy that's in Marriott on, on Michigan. And, but it had a smell and I remember the next year going to Louisville and she had a conference thing to go to and I went and walked into Marriott. I'd never been into Marriott, Marriott downtown mm-hmm. for anything I, like at downtown in Louisville. Walked in, and that same smell same hit smell. me in the face, and it was like all these <laughs> memories came rushing back, like Isn't immediately. Yeah. And and I was like, and I pulled her aside. I'm like, this smells just like the one in Chicago. And she kind of looked at me sideways, like, oh, okay. you're weird. I'm, I'm telling you, this smells dead up. So the next year we went to Chicago. When we walked in, she was like, you're right. This, these yeah. do smell the exact same. And so the, now you know. And so I started talking to him. His name's Jeff. I started talking to Jeff about it, and and I'm telling him this, and he's like, yeah, Marriott's one of our our clients. So every Marriott you walk into will be branded with the scent. that scent. Every single one of them. Now, not the side brands of Marriott. Like you have to walk into a legit, just Marriott. Um, but every one I've walked into, there's wow. one in uh, Pigeon Forge. It's just a Marriott. It smells the exact same. 
pretty yeah. pretty bonkers it's, and, so. and it's brilliant because your me- your memory's tied to smell oh, more so than strong. any of your other senses and and if they do it well it's a subtle smell that you exactly. don't really notice on contact yeah, right but yep. you become acclimated to it and then the next time you smell it regardless of where you are yeah. you automatic your brain automatically associates yep. it's, it it's does. brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant. i want cool. so okay we don't have to go to the scent air we're probably going to no, go no. through a uh, glade air yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we're gonna go yeah. well you <laughs> guys we you guys are friends with him let's let's get the hookup we'll make a video about it after we met, he gave me a couple. They have different, obviously, different like products. Little, yeah. They've got ones that go in your duct work and then air fresheners. They, he gave me these little bead things that he gives. Like, these are scent things. And he gave me, like, five or six of yeah. them. And they lasted for a Is that what you while. had in your car? No. no I'll buy those little different. packets. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. I know everything I've been saying would lead you to think that I'm really no, into all this but... stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's a, what, what's a, a smelly packet you would put in your drawer? What is that called? Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah, man. Sure. I would call it a smelly packet. I don't <laughs> know. Sachet. That's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're yeah. paper sachets yeah, that you would buy. You can buy them like uh, uh, Cracker Barrel yeah. has them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kirkland's has them. All the same brand. They got like some like, cartoony crap on the outside. But there's one as smells like a cologne I would wear. You, I was I thinking we do the. Uh, I saw this hack the other day. You just get a bowl of water and something else and then put the downy dryer beads in it. And it just oh. it makes a nice no, little. There you go. Uh, yeah. I want yeah. uh, fresh linen scent studio. <laughs> I want uh, I want rich mahogany, leather bound leathers. I'll be totally tobacco down with the smoke, leather. tobacco, <laughs> bourbon, <laughs> bourbon, sandalwood, bourbon, bourbon. The the scent that most people characterize with bourbon makes for great colognes too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anytime, yeah. anytime a cologne has their like, quote unquote yeah. bourbon, I don't think it smells like bourbon, but what they consider when bourbon the 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 awesome. company that used to be in this space that that moved. That one of them had a candle, candle. from yeah. one of the local bourbon distillers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. Buffalo Trace? I think maybe. I, I yeah. can't remember. And it didn't really smell like bourbon, honestly. No, it did not. But that scent, phenomenal. A lot it would, of a it lot would of deep take over vanilla. the. It would uh, take over the office though. Like it was. Strong. And it's a fall time candle, totally. Yeah. Man, we just got completely off the rails here. Yeah, this is it's awesome. the new studio, man. Yeah. It makes studios, you creative. Like, studio's got the, creative the juice. good oh, energy third going, cup of coffee, dude. and it's only 11 o'clock. Dude, good energy in. in here. I slept in. Oh, I so slept like up. a baby last night. I mean, I got up, I got up extra early and made, <laughs> I made this uh, overnight breakfast casserole for the kids. So I had to get up early this morning and put it in the oven. And Very nice. So my daughter's doing the online academy and stuff. So she, so. Doesn't, she doesn't have to like check in at any certain time no, yet, She has she? to be in front of the Chromebook at 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. wow. So all the rest Good. of the students, like our kids are going two days a week. Uh, August 31st, they'll have to start doing yeah. that on their off days. So. so Monday, Tuesday. So she's off on Wednesday, but the rest of the week she has to be there at 8. And then from like 8 to, I think it's like 9. And then from 9 to when, a few. About thirty minutes, they get a break to go do what do they call them at their school? Specials, I think yeah. they're called specials. It's like recess, and it's like, hey, go outside and run and chase your brother <laughs> around the yard. Yeah, and then they they get back on, and then they have a break from eleven to one thirty for lunch. And during that time, they have a few things that they're supposed to do, read a book or whatever, and then they have another hour, and then they're done. So it's not much different than the NTI that they were doing when school first got pandemic canceled. Pandemic <laughs> Speaking of which, like, just canceled. made that up. I've got the uh, the LG or the LG the Lenovo duet in front of me today. Sorry, uh, Lenovo. With uh, well, hopefully we'll get to it. Yeah. We really, we really got off, but uh, with a stylus that uh, actually works really well. It's it. working. Yeah, it has some it's good branding on the stylus. Good. It'd be good for the kiddos. <laughs> yeah, for school and such. Yeah. So 
okay, wrapping that up, we made a video of our new studio. Yeah. If you'd like to go check it out. We're not going to do this all the time. We're not going to be like, hey, if you want to go see this thing, go check out our Patreon. Yeah. But, but it's a new thing. Yeah, we're excited. It's a new thing we're doing, yeah. So we're we're trying to like tell people what we're doing over there. So we're just doing like behind the scenes content and cool stuff. And you can also get access to our Discord community. Um, you can get an ad-free experience to our mobile and desktop site uh, for the top two tiers. And right. then just some and, other and cool that, stuff. And that's kind of the point is that you know, the website and our videos, our YouTube videos, are, are curated around the content that we create. But there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes that we're excited about that we love doing and we want to share that with people, but we can't use the website as a platform for right. that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> no. why we say, hey, if you want us to check this out, go over, you know, yeah. Joe mentioned a, a special thing coming next week for the for the new refreshed office. And it's really cool. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what we do. Right. No. But it's going to be really fun. But it's really cool. <laughs> we, wanna, we want you guys to be yeah. a part of that because yeah. you all are yeah. what make... Chrome Unboxed. Yeah, I mean, at the, at, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, all of our Patreon stuff is is fairly new, but still, I mean, already we've announced it to, you know, some podcast people, uh, but we've also announced it to all of our YouTube members that had been supporting us over there on YouTube, and already, I mean, the support that we're getting there is is making a, a difference. Like, it's, it's going to be, yeah. it's it, I know that it's going to grow into something that, that really does... Um, you know, give us some freedom to, to, to be truly independent and, and truly create content that we want to create and make the best content possible. Yeah. Like that, that's what it boils down to. So yeah, cause at the end of the day, I was thinking about that, you know, and, and what, cause you know, we're, we're deciding you know, that you all listening have heard this already last week and, uh, and you're, and are hearing it now, but you know, we haven't publicly, publicly announced yeah. Patreon to anyone, uh, and won't until the first, and when we do so, like trying to figure out how to couch this thing and, yeah. and, and talk about it, you know, and for us, it's, it really is about, you know, uh, encouraging people to uh, support us so that we can remain independent um, so that we can. And, and there's no fear, like no one's trying to buy us out or anything. But in, in my mind, what that looks like and what that means is uh, this ability to not um, worry and be anxious about chasing trends or chasing like exactly. you, you see yeah. youtubers do it and fall mm -hmm. into it you see youtubers that are really good uh and then all of a sudden you're like why are you making these videos and why did you make that thumbnail and why are you being just ridiculous because you're chasing have the algorithm to. yeah because you, you kind of have to to some and degree if, and if you're surviving on those page view or those those video views, views yeah. and for us page views you know like we're chasing a lot of times we find ourselves just going god what what can we write that will that will really do the thing, you know, mm -hmm. versus what do I want to write mm -hmm. that is most important exactly. to our readers and to us. And Patreon eventually over time could be a place where people who are true fans of, of Chrome Unboxed and the stuff that we've done over the past few years uh, to support us in a way that says, that allows us to freely go, you know what, if, if this article doesn't blow up and get us a ton of yeah. page views, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. I'm not that concerned about it now. Right. Ad revenue isn't our primary thing. And, and you know, I, I can feel as we, as we continue to grow the, the need to, to stay on top of, you know, how many page views do we have and stuff like that. And it can quickly start to erode what you want to do versus the, the, the passion you have to yeah, do. The passion um, of it, you know? And, and so this, this is something I think that, you know, and that, that's how I want to couch this to everyone that, yeah. you know, 
it's not just about keeping us independent. It's about being able to help us remain creative, thoughtful about the content that we create yeah. uh, for you guys. And so uh, that was a long-winded way. I've got to condense that, obviously. Yeah. Maybe in a blog post. Yeah, exactly. Talk. The blog the uh-huh. blog can flush that out. <laughs> it's 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 going to be... Uh, it's it's really cool. It's already become a nice little community, and that's yeah, the, the Discord chat. That's awesome. the really awesome, awesome thing awesome. about that's a really really awesome thing about Patreon is that it not only allows us to communicate with you all more easily, but it allows you all to communicate more easily with like, one another. Right? Like not there in was no yeah, there wasn't a lot of that in in YouTube, and now we were able to do that. And on top of all of this, we have leveraged uh, the WordPress plugin for Patreon to offer an ad-free experience to our site, something we've talked about doing for two years, and we just couldn't quite put all the pieces together and figure it out, and now with Patreon, we're able to offer that. And so, you know, we, we feel like we're offering some cool stuff that is actually valuable to people, but also at the same time, like you said, Robbie, I think this is for the people that are really true fans and that uh, are interested in in what we're doing and, and want to support. So, Okay, moving on. <laughs> let's talk. Let's you talk guys are news. awesome. Let's you guys are news. awesome. All of you, even even the people that don't support. If you don't want to go to Patreon, if you just want to listen to our stuff and watch our videos, that's totally awesome too. We love you guys. Thank you. All right, moving on. Let's talk about USI real quick. Let's do that before we take a break. Because um, yeah, we uh, yeah. 23 minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Some new stuff. We're solving problems, Joe. And we we're are. smelling smells. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. Pretty much okay. a normal or, day. Uh, do we want to talk? Do we want to no, talk, talk? Let's talk the USI style. Do we want to talk USI or do we want to talk 85? I guess we can mention 85 real quick. Uh, Chrome 85. Yeah, Chrome OS 85 so. next week. September 1st. Yeah. So Tuesday, Chrome OS 85 is slated to come out. And the last two releases have been exactly on, right time. on time. Yeah. So, uh, and this release of Good Chrome. Good job, team. <laughs> this release of Chrome was right on time, exactly as scheduled. So uh, we've talked about this before. There, there seems to be just a different. Yeah. Because this is focus. the second time in a row that Google has preemptively reached out and said, reached hey. Out and said hey, here's what's coming. Yep. We're doing a blog post. It's on the keyword. It's not just on the Chrome release blog. Right. It's on the keyword. And they, they're. They're investing time and money to create graphics and infographics and all this stuff to break down what's new for the forward-facing consumer. What's yeah, important? Because there's always a there's under the hood things. stuff, and they mention that. But this is this is all about Chrome OS is in the limelight, the spotlight right now, and consumers need to know how to use this and make it as user friendly as possible. And that's what Google's doing, and good on them. Yeah, yeah and they so get really that info awesome. out to outlets like us the day before or so, maybe two days before, so that we go and have a blog post ready, and they say, hey, embargo lifts, it lifts, it becomes available. Streamlined. Like, it just, like, yes, I love this flow. And so I'm looking forward already to uh, maybe today or over the weekend yeah, an embargo more release of, yeah. here's so, Chrome OS 85 news. Yeah, because so, that'll be on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the big highlights, I think, with Chrome 85, I know, like, tab grouping, uh, that was like their the headline of their email. Um, yeah, so collapsing tab groups, which yeah. is cool. Oh yeah, uh, that's cool. I, I'm not a tab tab guy, but I was just uh, reading. I think an email uh, from a guy. No, no, no. I was reading a review in. Jeez, I can't remember. Bigger publication that's not necessarily tech. And he was talking about how he swapped his uh, MacBook for hey, the Samsung. Saw it. Yeah. And so I was just kind of skimming through it because it's interesting to me when people who aren't like 
in the weeds of this stuff, just go, well, I'm going to try that Chromebook out. And so him, for him, like he rated it when he did his breakdown, like as value, he loved the value proposition here mm-hmm. because he's replacing a MacBook. So, um, and so he talked about, you know, the screen and all this kind of stuff, but he was talking about, you know, the, the thing had great performance and, and under, you know, heavy load. I, you know, my general 48 to 50 some odd tabs I have open at any given time. Like, so that guy would love Collab- and collapsible yeah, tab absolutely. groups. <laughs> Gross. I'm just not that. I can't but imagine. You know what, what I've figured out is even though none of the three of us are that way, there's a, a lot, lot of people, people that, that are. are. And have you seen people's Windows desktops? Like, oh, yeah. Ever, like, oh, God. It's almost like sneaking in on somebody that has a dirty house. Yeah. Like super dirty. and like, it's they, like can I get one more icon on there? Is but there- what's interesting is the number of people I've seen with that that bear no shame about it. They're like, oh, come here and look at this thing real quick. And then, you know, they collapse their win- open windows. And you're like, oh, oh my <laughs> God. What happened here? Did you not know that you don't have to put everything on the desktop? There are organization tools that you can use. Let me help you. They don't care. No. They don't care. No. Like so, 60% of them are individual files. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why? Why is that this under desk? So it's, anyway. it's, it's the, the digital version of someone having a massive desk and literally having it covered in Post-it notes and garbage yeah. is, is what that is. Like, anyway. It hurts my brain. Yeah. But that tells me there are tons of people that their brain can function in that. My sure. wife is like this. She, if she was listening, she'll nod her head and wouldn't be offended at this at all. Like her office, a uh, couple jobs back that she worked at, was always just a catastrophe. Like we would go in and clean it up, and it would just because people would bring stuff in and drop stuff off. She had volunteers that she worked with. She managed a gift shop hospital, and they drop stuff off, drop, 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 drop. And I just remember, like, how do you? I couldn't focus. Like, you know, that in the Discord chat this week, somebody we. I think Perigo, Michael Perigo posted a video that we did of our ultimate desk setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody commented right underneath that. They were like, nobody keeps a desk this clean. So I immediately grabbed my phone and took a picture of my desk. And like, this is real life. Yeah. Like, this helps me think. Yeah. Like, it, it makes yeah. me feel more comfortable. That's part of why we're so excited, why I'm so excited about this office. I look in our studio. There's nothing on the floor that exactly. doesn't need to be yep. there. Things yep. are in place. and like, But that's how I work. That's how I yeah. function. For my wife, it didn't bother her and and i remember seeing a meme one time where it said you know something about you know how people who are a little less organized uh, and a little more messy they look at people who are super neat and they go oh well you know you're the one with the problem because it this is bothering you it doesn't bother me i don't have to do anything about it like uh, i can i can exist in this me. and it doesn't bother yeah, me and sure, so sure. Uh, i think all of that translates into a digital space like they're just people that it doesn't bother them to leave things open to have stuff going that's why people like companies have had to figure out ram management and and how to how to deal with and wrangle tons of open tabs and how can we best organize these things they didn't spend all that time doing that and writing all that code just to have a fun little you know, bar trick. Yeah. This is 100% a needed thing because there's a ton of people that don't think the way that we think and don't behave the way that we do with digital products. And so, you know, I think it's, it's a bigger deal. I think than I'm able to get my head around. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel That's, like I, I want to be like, Oh, this is a big deal. I mean, it was the, the leading title oh, yeah. of their blog. Post. They're proud like, of it and they should be, and they're excited yeah. about it. And, and I'm like, I want to be more excited about it. I just, that's don't not get it. something I'm ever going to use. I don't use. get it. I don't right. want to color code my tabs. I'll just close them. <laughs> so I don't, I can't even think of having enough tabs open to even need to do. 
or do I want to leave them open? Like, I don't want to leave them <laughs> oh, there. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I leave my Gmail tabs open. That's that's it. I guess and I have, I don't always even do that. I have Sometimes windowed, like, eh, I have windowed tabs for Gmail. technically. Yeah. Of things. Yeah, I do too. So, so like those music are players, notes, running, yeah. Messaging. Calendar for me. I um, calendar open. All the graphic time. design stuff. Yeah. And so I'll have six to eight of those types of things yeah. open. But still, it's nowhere it's not forty eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's weird. Again, to each their own. I'm glad that Google has managed a way to say, Hey, if you're neat and tidy and you, you like things all organized and you know, honestly that's it's anxiety inducing, you know, yeah. for people like us that like to, you know, keep everything neat. You gotta think about that all the time. And so for the people that don't care to think about that and don't yeah. want to worry with it, here's a here's a solution for you. And yeah. it's a it's a pretty cool one. The collapsing tabs thing, tab group things is uh, if you want to take the time to organize all those things, that's it's a powerful tool. It's yeah, really cool. and you can color code coat color code them. Color code them. Yeah, color so you can code color code them. each tab group and then open and close them yeah. up. And um, so what were the other? I don't remember what the other like headlining. So things. the touch friendly tabs that's coming to Chrome across the board. Yeah, right? ta- anything that's in tablet mode is going to have the big tab strip at the well, that's top. That's crazy. I forget that that's not a thing. Yeah, because it's only on the. Because on Chrome OS, yeah, yeah, the tabs get nice and chunky, you know, whenever you go to free touch. Well, well, yeah, this is bringing the tab strip, strip. so you're getting the actual visual overview of each tab. When you go to add the newer tap one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Other than that, you've got suggest open tabs in Android. That's not a big deal. It's just going to, if you have a tab open already that you're searching for, it's going to tell you, hey, this this tab's already open. You can click and go to it. The tab hover preview is pretty cool. Uh, especially if you have multiple instances of a of the same site open to different pages, if you hover the tab, it's now actually going to give you an image, a snapshot of that page instead of just the title and the metadata. Oh, which, oh yeah, that's another thing that I've had enabled on my device for months. So I think, oh well, it's not a big deal. But for the general consumer, it is because they've never seen it before. So yeah. right, it's pretty right. neat. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, like, I mean, we'll do a we'll do a full rundown of this, and if there is information that is under embargo okay, or whatever, I was we'll, going to say, well, we yeah, already for have, Chrome OS eighty five, yeah. it'll be there'll be some different stuff that'll be OS level, but yeah. you know, Gabe's already got a post up on the site, yeah, uh, and it'll be linked in the in the show notes. If yeah. you want to go a little deeper into some of this stuff, yeah. Um, let's talk. Uh, no, actually, let's take a quick break for an ad, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk uh, USI, and we're going to talk a uh, a new Chromebook that has. Uh, I'm sorry, a new board. It has the uh, not really new, just yeah. something new about this board. A new, really, a new thing that really popped up about this board that makes it very, very interesting. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll, we'll we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. We are going to do a hot take no, it doesn't have to necessarily have to be a hot no. take. Yeah. Can't can't really be a hot mm. take. Uh, we're going to do a uh, a brief version of uh, some news that we wanted to talk about last week, actually, um, but 
we now have one of the USI pens here in the office. Yes. An actual, and, like, production level and good And it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's news part one, that we have a couple of these uh, that were sent over to us. Um, and I don't know the brand on this one. Um, Walltop, I think. Is that yeah. an L? Yeah, sure. That's an L. Uh, sure. Looks identical to the one that uh, we put up on... Uh, the website last week, I think it was before the podcast last it was, week, yeah. uh, that it became, yeah, iPlume became available on Amazon. Um, we have heard since that they are getting, uh, <laughs> Peter said there, there must've been some, uh, pent up demand. And, uh, to which I replied, yes, 100% there's pent up demand. All these people that bought Lenovo's are all dying to yeah. get a pen yeah. that works. Devices announced months ago, available for months. Yeah, that, so it's not that, just yeah. the Lenovo. Yeah. I mean, this is everybody. We're going to make a, a video about this actually this afternoon. So uh, if you're listening to this, you might be listening while we're actually filming that mm-hmm. video. Uh, good chance of that. But um, it's just cool to see uh, a proper USI pen uh, that, that follows all the protocols, that is ready for release. Um, that feels good, that inks well, uh, that writes really well, and yeah, it does everything you'd want a stylus to do. Um, it, it feels as good as the AES styluses that work on Pixel Books. It feels yeah. just as good as the Wacom ones that, and that was our, that was our concern the whole time. We had that HP pen, and we tried it on every uh, uh, version of uh, uh, USI screen that that we could try, and. It was pretty hit or miss, and even when it hit, it was still like, eh, this is okay. This pen is great, and I've already tried it on two devices, uh, the slowest of the devices being the Duet. Uh, it works just like you'd expect, and the faster of the devices, obviously, the Acer 713, it, it works perfectly fine on two. And so we'll try it on a couple. We're going to do a video just highlighting that, hey, we can finally definitively say for all of these Chromebooks we've reviewed and said, eh, we've got to hold back, you know, and say, for oh, I, I'm going to get out everyone that we still have around and just put it on camera and show, like, hey, this, cool. this pen works. And yep. this isn't even the one that we know anything about necessarily, mm-hmm. but it I, looks identical, honestly. It looks just like it's a differently branded iPlume one. Yeah, but it's yeah, uh, yeah, because Wall, Walltop's, a, I guess they're an ODM. They don't okay. sell. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't sell. So pens. this would be I, like the reference pen. Yeah, I'm looking at their at their thing right now. If you go to USI's uh, Universal Stylus website, you see a list of the, the manufacturers. Those are the white label makers. They're not the brands that we're going to see. So you're going to see brands from Asus, Lenovo, HP, iPlume, Everybody and their brother is going to have them, but they're going to be made by companies like Walltop. I'm on Walltop's website right now, and there's a picture of this exact device that we have in our hands. So, and it is, it's great. It's it feels, metal. It, the it's, size is perfect. Uh, some, some some styluses are a little too fat, so they feel awkward. You kind of feel like you're holding a I mean, crown. This, this feels this feels like, like you're a holding a nice pen. Yeah. It even has a little clip on it, yeah. which I like. Uh, and it's metal, so you know, even though the Lenovo is not built for this, um, the the magnets that hold the keyboard on. If you flip the Lenovo uh, Duet upside down, it just pops right on there. It's not the most secure. I mean, it's pretty yeah, it's pretty pretty snappy. good latch. It's on there. So yeah. if you were out and about and you're writing, you need just to set it somewhere. Um, it does have that ability to, to go there. And most of the Chromebooks that are USI compatible, we found have some magnets down the sides of their keyboards. So there's, there's room for that. Uh, I think some of these would benefit from having a flat edge. Yeah. One flat edge. Very thin. Um, yeah. So it, this one actually, the the clip on it is flat, and so that gives it a flat yeah. edge to not roll. The HP's flat, right? It yeah, it's got flat one flat on side. It, yeah. um, and that's all of HP's. When If you can get a hold of HP's like 
production model one because he he did confirm Peter did confirm with us that um, the, the the original HPs that went out had some issues and they had to pull and and reissue those. I think we got one of those. Uh, yeah. So be clear. careful. There there are some listings on Amazon for that pen. It's like eighty nine dollars, but the HP is rechargeable though too. So yeah, I mean there's some benefit. The but HP anyway, pen, if it worked right, yeah, I would be careful buying them on Amazon. Those could be first runs that somebody snatched up and they're reselling. If you're going to yeah. buy the HP, you insist on having and, the HP. I don't Wait know that he HP. said. I don't know that he said that the production ones did that. I and think it was not. prior to yeah, production because uh, we got them months ahead of them actually going on sale. So HP had them for they're like fifty bucks. I would yeah. wait for HP to have them back in stock if it were me. Yeah, yeah. to know for sure that you're getting a legit sure. pen. Yeah. Sure. So the the Peter that we are speaking of uh, is uh, with the Universal Stylus Initiative USI, and we had a call with him uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah. And talked through. Some of the questions that we had, and, and we're, we're hoping to get him on the podcast. So we've got some questions that we're, we're working on and going to get that ironed out and hopefully have him on the podcast to talk more about all of this because it was a, it was a great conversation that we had. It was uh, very informative and kind of, you know, we've had so many questions about this and it's like we've, we've seen all these Chromebooks showing up with USI, but <laughs> there weren't any pens and we had this right. one that wasn't working and it was like, well, what is all this? And so I think it'll be really great to have him on the podcast. I really hope that that works out because I think it'll be cool to to really dig into some of this stuff and yeah, explain I mean, what it is. So and much how knowledge. Yeah. So he's the chairperson. I don't want to give away a ton of what he's going to share. Um, but, you know, we went into that call thinking, hey, we're going to we're going to you know, dot a couple of I's, cross a couple of T's, you know, make sure that this would work for the podcast. And like, it was just so informative. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I knew a lot about the whole USI thing. I didn't know much of anything, yeah, it turns anything. out. Um, and so talking with him was really cool. And he's uh, one of the people that is partially responsible for USB. So another universal, you know, uh, set of rules and regulations that exist on computing today that we don't even think about. But if you're old enough to remember, like I am, I remember parallel ports, and I remember yeah. standard serial ports, and I remember mice ports and, and keyboard ports and having about eight different connections on the back of your computer mm-hmm. that are not a thing anymore because a, a, a group of people came along and said, hey, we need a, a universal you know, solution to this problem. And, and they figured that out and, and brought you a USB, universal serial bus, uh, along. It's these same types of people. Uh, Peter was involved in that as well and, and, and is now the chairperson for USI. So, um, you know, their, their long-term initiative uh, and their long-term goal is to, you know, create a, a universal compatible thing that, yeah. that manufacturers can just make and say, okay, it, it works. And so he's got so much to talk about with cross compatibility. Yeah. And, and it's not, yeah, it's so not much just, stuff, it's man. not just Chromebooks either. You know I mean? I know that we have a lot of Chromebooks that have come out with that are all USI, but they're, this is going to be uh this is going to be a big, big, big thing. This is going to be a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So in a few years, I think people won't even, there's a lot of people that never even thought about it to begin with, but they won't have to think so much about, yeah, if you buy an Apple thing, you're going to buy an Apple pencil, but literally anything else you buy, yeah. it, you just yeah. go get a pen or yeah, the you, pen you got works. Yeah. And it'll so, work on your surface. It'll work on your Chromebook. It'll work. Yeah, Cause on I mean, ima- imagine like the idea, uh, and this is what, when he said this, I was like, Oh God, that would be terrible. But imagine going to buy a laptop right now. You go buy a Chromebook and you had to go buy an HP mouse because that's the only mouse that would work with exactly, it. And you yeah. had to go buy an HP monitor because that's the only monitor that would connect to it. And we don't, we have these standards now that we're just like, Oh yeah, it's USB. It's universal. Like that USB thing works. And you know, there's, 
obviously hiccups here and there with with USB two. Uh, you know that also I should say not two because um, we're about to go to USB four. Uh, but those little bitty things aside are worth having a universal standard because you know you just, it's just USB. We all have the same ports. We hook stuff in, and we hope that it works. And there's software to fix it if it doesn't. You know, right? And and that's the that's the point with USI. And there's a lot of tech going on in these pins. Uh, that they pull yeah. from where they pulled it from crazy, and who they've man. gone on board. And yeah. So I, I don't want to ruin any of that yeah. stuff because it was so fascinating to hear him talk about it because he obviously is in the weeds with it. Yeah, like he's he, passionate about and, it. And he said he's got hundreds of pens around. So he, he threw a couple in a bag and just sent them to us. And uh, I am so happy to... Like I got it. I'm on. I, I was anxious when they came oh, yeah. in. I was nervous because I we when we told him like the experience we've had with the HP, he was like, "That's kind of our nightmare scenario." Actually, that's the worst case scenario. And, uh, and so I was hopeful that that wouldn't be the case. That we would get it out and it would behave the same way. And it thankfully does not. I mean, it behaves exactly like you'd expect a stylus to. Um, is it going to be on the level of perfection of an Apple pencil? Hmm. No. Is it on the level of the Note 10 and its nine millisecond? whatever that they've got going in the, in the new note 20 or whatever. No, you know, cause those are custom made for that device and that thing and that software. Uh, but as a universal stylus to be able to ink some stuff and draw some things, it works really yeah. well already. And that's exciting. Cause we're going to start seeing these things hit the market soon. Yeah. So stay tuned. We, uh, like Robbie said, we are going to film a video this evening and show some of this on camera because we've been, like he said, <laughs> anxious to do that. We want to, we wanted this stuff to work and now uh, we can't wait to get that out. So yeah, stay tuned. If we get the video done, maybe we could update this, the notes and put in the video or just, just watch out for, on the website. Yeah. Check out the yeah. website. Uh, it'll, it'll be there or check the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, sometime probably over the weekend. Likely. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. So let's move on to the main event. Yeah. The juice. <laughs> so let's get to the, the, to the main ribeye. event. So, uh, last night it was about what? 1030 or so. I think I found it at 10. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I was sitting on the couch and I don't know. We were just yeah. hanging out. There wasn't anything on TV. That's the benefit of YouTube TV and streaming TV. There's yeah. not television just sitting on droning in the background. Yeah. So, I mean, we replace it with devices in our house yeah. where we were all, my wife was working on one thing and I was working on something else and the kids were yeah. playing a new game they found on their phones and building things together or whatever. And so I was like, eh, I've been in the repositories for probably a week yeah. um, and, and dug around. And so I grabbed uh, my Chromebook and started looking a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I was, I don't remember what I was looking for, just something else. Um, gosh. Oh, I was looking for detachable keyboards. That's what I was after. Cause I'm still a little baffled with the popularity of the duet. The fact that it doesn't seem no that anyone else. else. There's one other Chromebook. It's one of the Jacuzzi derivatives. Uh, it's another Kukui. So it's in this vein of this one that does have a different um, keyboard because they named them. Was it Master Ball and Mega Mag Magnet 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 something? I don't remember which one is the keyboard for yeah. this one. They're both something about Pokemon. Um, but that one hasn't come out yet, so I'm not sure what that one's going to be. Magnemite, maybe? Um, that sounds right. I know that's Magnemite. a Pokemon. I'm not sure if that's what it's called. But that's what I was looking for, just to see if there was some language about detaching keyboard, pogo pin, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, keyboard was in the terms I was searching and looking for. and um, I clicked into, oh, I saw the, the headline for it. It was just Voltier, which is Tiger Lake. Uh, the main baseboard for Tiger Lake uh, Chromebooks, which are awesome. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. But 
you know, ad assistant. And it was all in caps. It was like they were like, hey, we want to give them a, a leg up here. You, you guys want to find this? Uh, uh, ad assistant key for Halvor. Um, and Halvor is a, it was a board that we came across months ago. I threw it in a post about two other devices I'd found. It was just kind of like, Hey, here's some more boards. There's yeah. so many boards now that like those stories don't, don't get a whole lot of traffic. Um, and that goes back to the whole Patreon thing. Like it makes it a little less attractive to write, but it's not less interesting to me. Um, so we went and wrote it and, and it's hard to find specifics on a lot of these things, or we've already talked about it. Like we've talked about Tiger Lake. And so the benefits, huge benefit is 10 nanometer process. So you're going to get better battery life and better performance out of the chip. It's the latest, greatest from Intel and it's XE graphics. So that's Intel's new integrated graphics solution that from what we can tell, we've seen some, some videos and stuff like it's legit. It's going like, to be sick. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, Hey, this is my gaming rig and I got all I've got is integrated XE graphics, but it is a far cry from what's available right now uh, from an integrated graphics solution. And until we start seeing discrete GPUs and, and Chromebooks, I mean, this, yeah, this, this will is, by far be the best right. graphically uh, enhanced Chromebook line that we've seen. And so these are, if you're thinking about uh, flagship Chromebooks that are coming out, so think about the Samsung um, Galaxy Chromebook, the Asus Flip 436, the Acer 713, um, the new HP that Gabe's typing on right now, Enterprise Chromebook, the new, new, new HP, the Elite C1030 that's going to come out. It's supposed to be soon. You can order it technically. Yeah, yeah that's true. Late August. I mean, it technically became available. We're we're waiting for a reviewer kit and all that kind of stuff, uh, which <laughs> that thing looks amazing. It's going to cost an arm and a leg, but it looks amazing. Uh, but it's, again, same thing. It's, uh, you know, the, this 10th gen. And the, the 10th gen, the hatch devices that we've we've talked about, those, those Chromebooks uh, made a big step forward, I feel like, from 8th gen. Like I feel like it was a big a big move forward. You, you came along with Wi-Fi six, uh, Bluetooth five, yeah. so connectivity is way better. Um, it's odd that this time around, it seems like all the manufacturers went for the U series processors. So it's like we went back to fanned uh, devices, except for Samsung. They're like, we'll put a U series in here and not put a fan and just burn people's legs. Who cares? Um, yeah, still not the You'll best be move. Fine. But why? Like, why didn't we see any Y series tenth gen processors? I don't think what? they did a Y series. This oh, year. Really? I don't think so. I think they, I think they merged the lines, and you have a fanned and non-fanned version. Yeah, they failed uh, there, which <laughs> is a failure. I mean, Intel's all over the place with their naming and their series and all that stuff. But I mean, honestly, let's do a let's do a mobile. Then do a low power desktop and a high power desktop. Right. So you have your sixty, your forty five watt, sixty watt, ninety watt. Then do a Y series for for devices like the Samsung. You don't need crazy through the roof benchmarks on a device like a Galaxy Chromebook. No. You need thermals under control, and you need enough power for it to be considered a flagship device. Now, granted, it may be a Y series type of chip wouldn't do Project Athena, but I don't know. It should. And honestly, like we were excited about that, but like Intel has literally no one cares about Project Athena. Yeah, Intel hasn't really followed through with marketing it, and so I mean, you see it pop up still, but um, it's like cool. It's there. Oh, Project Athena. We thought it was going to be this big, like (laughs) big marketing. Oh, you know what? So they did do Y series for Ice Lake. They didn't end up doing it because remember that was kind of almost a screw up. Like Ice Lake was 
technically a 10th gen and then they turn around and did Comet Lake as well. And I just don't think they did Comet Lake in a Y series. So hopefully they'll end up doing Tiger Lake in Y series. Um, cause the Y series chips are just better suited for Chromebooks. I mean, what about whiskey? Lake? did it have a Y series? I'm not sure. And we only got the Dells were the only ones that were whiskey. Only Lake. ones. Yep. Um, so yeah, fun, fun with Intel processors anyway. So I, I, other than the U series thing, like a lot of people don't like fans, but I mean, looking at this HP on the table, it's not like it's some thick boy over here. I mean, it's still a slender, attractive looking laptop. Um, my 713 is attractive looking. They only kick the fans on every once in a while. So I'm like, I don't, I don't get that bent out of shape about fans as long as the device is still portable and feels good. Uh, but hopefully we'll see some fan less ones. But the big thing is the, the, the die shrink in the processor is going to make them faster and better battery life, smaller, all that kind of stuff. Uh, XE graphics. And I don't remember what the other benefits are. Tiger Lake. Um, I mean, everything's integrated Thunderbolt and all that stuff, but I don't, I yeah. can't remember. There was something else about it. Um, uh, it's going to support USB four. Yeah. So we might start seeing USB four. They support 4k, uh, but that's nothing new. It's just the latest, greatest. Yeah. It's all the, the good the graphics. Stuff. The graphics are the big part uh, here. And so that type of chip, um, that type of Chromebook makes a lot of sense uh, for Google to make one in that vein. Because uh, we were wondering, like, are they going to make Hatch? And it seems like if they're going to do a Hatch Chromebook, it's going to have to have a fan. Are they going to make a fan Chromebook? Like, they've never made a fan Chromebook. So, like, that would be a weird step, sidestep into a different direction. Um, but with Tiger Lake, I would venture to say that we'll see we'll have tiger lake y series processors um and i'd have to search that to make sure that that's a thing but my guess is that they're since they're not having two 11th gen chips it's just tiger lake um that we'll see y series processors and we've seen some pretty slim and light devices already uh, hit the market uh just in the last few months that have those so i don't again i don't know for sure that they're going to be y series processors this time around but hopefully 10 nanometer die process will help them even if it's they don't have a technical y series to do a fanless de- design that doesn't you know make cookies yeah. as well right um they won't burn your legs yeah <laughs> so anyway all that to say saw voltier saw they added Hal- halvor and at first you know it took me a second i'm like reading this like okay i'll make sure i'm not jumping to conclusions here so i had to do a little bit of research and and, and backlogging stuff so one halvor began development in march um so that gives it uh, from March to say November, if they if they ship to Chromebook around the time they normally do, uh, it gives it an eight month development cycle. They didn't feel like a ton of time until I started looking back how long it took them to develop Eve, which is a Pixelbook Nocturne. Uh, Atlas is a weirdo because Atlas was based off of Nocturne, and I don't know that they knew exactly what they wanted they, to they, do with the Pixel. Like, they, that's Pixelbook Go. Yeah, they scrapped it, or maybe did tried, scrap it, and then changed it, <laughs> and did this, and did that. <laughs> it was it was. Just a yeah. weird move. And I still stand by, I wrote an article that they should update the Pixelbook Go. Still stand by that. They 100% should. Uh, they should. But if if the hatch boards are the only ones they would have choice of, of a year-old processor at this point, like maybe they shouldn't because then they'd have to do a fan. And, right. and if they did a non-fan, it'd be hot. And so maybe they're just not going to do that this time around. Maybe they do a Pixelbook 2 this time around. But anyway, so we see that added, assistant key added to Halvor. Um, and when you do research and look, the only thing that's only Chromebook that's ever launched with an assistant key is always made by Google. Right. The Pixelbook did it first in 2017. The Pixel Slate followed after in 2018. The Pixelbook Go did it in 2019. Those are the only Chromebooks devices. Now there are two keyboards that have assistant keys on them, made by Logitech, which is a they're very close partners with Google, and Bridge. 
And I think the reason Bridge made the C-Touch or C-Type keyboard uh, that had the assistant key was because they also partnered with Google very closely to make that keyboard folio case for Nocturne, for the for the Slate. Um, so I think they already kind of had, they had the in to go ahead and make the keyboard too. And so they went in and did that. Um, but apart from those, those are the only devices that come with an <clears throat> assistant button on them. So if it was uh, a, a, an accessory to a Chromebook, I would say, okay, maybe not. But since this is on the Chromebook keyboard, they had to, you know, reinitiate the, the, the keyboard for Halvor and change some things. And then I thought, well, okay, well, maybe this is too late in the cycle. I mean, it's almost September now. Um, and if we're talking about in October, I don't know if they're going to do a quote-unquote event or how they're going to announce their stuff for the fall. But they got some stuff they need to announce, even without a, a Pixelbook. Sure. Um, so they're probably going to do something. Um, and I was like, well, maybe that window is too short. That doesn't line up. So I started looking. Well, the, the assistant key didn't get added for the Pixelbook until late, late June. So like the 27th or something like that um, of 2017. And so that puts it almost exactly two months earlier in the cycle, the build cycle, than what we're seeing with Halvor. However, it was also a brand new thing at mm -hmm. the time. So it wasn't like, hey, we have shortcut to assistant. Assistant's already built in. The assistant wasn't on Chromebooks at the time. So yeah, they would have to get a little bit of a jump there because you're not only just adding a key to the thing, you're adding the entire assistant framework to a Chromebook for the first time. So it was a much bigger undertaking. Um, and I don't remember when the key, they actually added the key for Nocturne like at the same time. So it right. tells me they were probably already thinking about the Pixel Slate at the same time. I think it was literally the day after they added the key for Nocturne. Uh, but again, with that one, they were dealing with a detachable keyboard. They were building their first Chrome OS tablet. There were all these firsts. If this ends up being a Pixelbook 2, and the reason I would say it's more likely a, a follow-up to the Pixelbook, or they might not say 2 at all. They might just say Pixelbook. You know, just twenty, just like MacBook does. MacBook doesn't have numbers on it. You know, you don't need to do that. And it's been long enough since we've had one. Uh, the reason I would say it would be a standard Pixelbook line is because of that Tiger Lake chip. You know, the fact that it's using the latest, greatest thing possible um, tells me that you know there's a good chance that this would be a flagship Chromebook. It's probably not going to be cheap. You know, that kind of stuff. But you know, if if Google's going to continue making Chromebooks that that set the bar and that kind of lead the the industry you know there's some things that they could do with uh, a new pixel book that i think could help you know continue pushing the envelope forward um and for them to be one of the first ones out the gate with the new processor would not be that odd you know the, the original pixel book had that seventh gen processor out pretty early in in the game and so i don't know um you know the fact is there's there's only so much proof we have for for this to be a thing and it's the fact they added the assistant key and they, they made it very clear, and it just got added. So um, timelines line up. I mean, heck, Tiger Lake's been in development for Chrome OS since I think you wrote about it in September of yeah. last year yeah. is when it first showed up. Like the initial, like, hey, we're, we're getting, doing this. We're getting yeah. some plumbing in here for, for Tiger Lake to show up. But, you know, apart from that, you know, Havor having been in development since March, that's about the same time frame that other Google-made Chromebooks have shown up in repositories. And so this thing has have plenty of time to be developed there's plenty of reason to believe that google still has the possibility of making a chromebook there's 
there's very little reason to me why they wouldn't. I mean, I could you could argue why they wouldn't. Maybe like yeah, I mean you could, but I think you may, you mentioned one thing a minute ago that that's a really good point. Uh, with there not being any Y series processors, I don't think Google's ever going to go all in on the most powerful Chromebook you can buy. That's not their stick. Nope. The Enterprise, the Dells, the HPs, yep. they have those. I mean, I have a i7 sitting in front of me right now. Google's not going to do that. No, they're going to focus on premium mm-hmm. made by google look and feel mobile yep and all that and that Good mean, battery that means y series battery all that means y series processor so they they pretty much if they want to make a made by google chromebook they have to wait or go back yeah. a generation and they're not going to do that they scrapped ice lake yeah mm-hmm. ice lake doesn't exist for chrome os so they move on to the next thing maybe they tink, tinker with whiskey lake but i would say you're right they move on to the next thing get a y series because there are rumors of uh, y series tiger lake benchmarks that have popped up they're not official but there's rumors of that but um, we ha- i did see i was looking at this after robbie had sent it over about the, this discovery he found there's no real solid way unless they said hey this is a google device there's no way for us to know but in the past with the pixel book and other things we've we've pieced things together and there are two names on this device i won't say them but there are two developers that do work for google (laughs) robbie just dropped his headphones it's fine who uh who directly had a major hand in the pixel book and the pixel slate and the pixel book go and those are names that we see usually in common with those devices that doesn't mean those are the only devices that they work on so that's why we can't say this is definitively a made by google chromebook but these guys are always closely attached to those, those devices while they do work on devices for other companies because, I mean, Google doesn't put out Chromebooks every other week. They don't have a dedicated Chromebook development team. These guys work on Chrome, Chromium OS repositories, all kinds of different stuff. But th- there are some really good indicators that, that this is something Google is tinkering with. And, and it's interesting, like, I was telling Joe this morning, like I, uh, I search for a handful of things when I jump in the repositories, like there's a handful of things I always search and assistant key is one of them. And last night I just hadn't gotten to that point yet. I was going through some other devices and like the whole Palkia thing and it's dual screen setup has still got me mesmerized, but they haven't touched that thing in a month. Um, but I'll search for those things first, sure. you know, and get around eventually, you know, move to, you know, whatever it is I'm, I'm searching for. And, and so assistant key is one of those things I search for and I just I haven't, and I don't know, it's probably been a few weeks since I have. So searching that exact term and looking for that in the message, you know, there's nothing with the assistant key on it. You it's know, not for like a this is getting time. added on a bunch of other devices no. or anything. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Voltier add this thing for this one board. Um, and that's that would be the difference here uh, over other years as far as uh, our ability to track it very clearly. Um, I don't remember. There were certain things I can't remember off the top of my head about the Eve baseboard that Gabe had, I don't know, picked up on months ahead and was just yeah. like, I'm telling you, this is, you know, Google's going to make this. And we <clears> followed <throat> it. And it was a lot of gut kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but it was its own baseboard. It wasn't. A, in a group of baseboards because they didn't do that back then. Um, and then when Nocturne came out, it was, I think they cloned it from Eve. Um, so there was like a very clear indicator there. And then Atlas was cloned from, was the, it shared a baseboard with Nocturne. They called it Crabby Lake. 
instead of uh, KB Lake. And, and so, I mean, they're just those easy, clear indicators. And so this would be the first time, you know, that Google's developing a Chromebook in the era of Unibuild. Right. And having this, like, hey, here's this one thing, and we're going to spawn it into multiple Chromebooks. And there's a ton of Voltier-based Chromebooks coming. Like, we found a few more uh, that I need to add to our list. And, I mean, it's, it's 50, 60 Chromebooks or something like that that we're tracking totally. And like it, it, so it's overwhelming and it's hard to nail those things down so easily. Right. And so the fact that they put this in there and they put it in all caps, like <laughs> they well, wanted, we may never know, but yeah. it feels like they wanted someone to see. And we this may one. see that come along too, because Krabby Lake happened. That was added to the repository well after the development of KB Lake devices started. Yep. Uh, Halvor doesn't have an overlay file yet, and it certainly doesn't have a baseboard file, but we could see a month from now or whatever, an overlay, a baseboard, yeah. well, and then, they, and then one, they could call it Cromit Lake or something. Who knows? There's one commit know? that I did see, and I wanted to run by you, and I just totally forgot until just now, um, where they did move, they moved something over into for Halvor, where it's its own thing. We'll have to look at that later. It's one of the early commits uh, where it didn't it didn't seem like they were just, hey, here's a another Voltier board. Like it felt like it was it was set apart. Own but getting, yeah. but getting I haven't little I, stuff yet. But now that you know, as soon as I saw this, obviously I, I dropped everything and wrote because I didn't want to wake up this morning, write it, and then end up getting scooped because it's only a two day old commit. So I didn't <laughs> I really didn't want to miss out on a scoop, uh, to be honest. And so um, I went ahead and wrote it and by the time I got done, shared it out, it was very well time for bed. And um, so I haven't had the time to now go back because Halvor, like I said, we added it with two or three other devices. Just like, hey, here's another Voltier Chromebook, whatever. So I just brushed it off. And so I haven't really dug down and tried to see if there's something all that doing, sets yeah. this one apart and there's weird commands. Here's some so. good news for you. If this is a Google-made oh device, <laughs> oh it looks like it's going to have a card reader on it. No way. Uh, enable card reader function for Halvor. So yeah. Wow. That would be, that would be a departure. Yeah, well, that and that be cool. we'll be digging in the deeper into Halvor. Yeah, because that's a it. that's a that's a weird thing. I would usually say that that would be a key to say it's not. Yeah, it might not be a true. Google made device. Um, but perhaps they've gotten to the point where they're realizing that SD card support is stable enough on Chromebooks that they can. That one you were looking at earlier, though, about the USBs, uh, this commit reads like it has three USB ports. Three ports. So that would be a departure, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it's it's interesting to think of what, uh, you know, what could be if they would use something similar hardware-wise in the Pixel Book 2 or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. You know, if they would just tweak a few things or if they're going to go all out and do something different. We've... I would think that they should just iterate. We've we've you know? said it before on this podcast. The original Pixelbook design is still so relevant. Well, and, and it I, still I wrote looks this so good. I wrote this last night. I was like, I, you know, I challenge anyone to look at a device that was so distinctive three years ago. It's not that like that was just built three years ago. Because like this 2016 MacBook looks nice. Yeah, you know, it's four years old. It looks nice, but it doesn't look distinctive. Mm-mm. The Pixelbook looked distinctive like it was its own thing you, you knew could exa- pick it out in a crowd yeah, almost you knew exactly you know, what like, it was i challenge you to find something that's three years old that's that distinctive that still looks great today because usually great when you design. make something distinctive it ages poorly I, it was you know cars do that mm-hmm. you know like it, it's like oh wow that really stands out that's gonna look dumb in four years well it's funny you see the 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 squared off edge thing like coming in now yeah there for a while, everything was so Round. rounded and everything. Well, look at like, the Pixelbook Go. Yeah, Pixelbook Go's a pill. Yeah, yeah. You know? And but you're seeing the. I mean, the, this HP that's sitting here has very 
uh, hard angles the, on the, the sides. There's rumors the new iPhone's going to mimic yep. the, uh, the iPad Pro the iPad Pro design. Yep. Which is came from the iPhone 5. Yeah. 4. Four yeah. 4, 4S, and 5. So it's just, it is funny like how design changes, but it uh, I think I 100% agree. It That is still an incredibly relevant design still today and it, it's a testament to what they did i mean yeah. they put some they put some time and energy into that thing and and made it ah just get rid of the stupid palm rest yeah the, the clean up a couple little things rest. put bezels just put like gorilla glass there or something would be Dude, awesome or, or just, just or just aluminum yeah just, some sort of textured aluminum yeah. or something i mean most most devices just have you know just leave well their whole thing though they had those pads so that if you yeah. flipped it over in that presentation it mode it had feet you yeah. know and so I think they wanted to get away from having just the little nubs in right. the corners. Yeah. They wanted to create something that was part of the aesthetic. And, and it did. It, it flowed. It, it just, flowed. It flowed well together. But the coloring yeah. was weird. Um, yeah. I, I don't, there are very few things that would need to change. Uh, we've talked about it before. But yeah. um, I, I'm hopeful that this this is a, a Pixelbook 2 or a Pixelbook whatever. Yeah. You know, 2020. Yeah. Um, I hope they just call it Pixelbook. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I hope they don't sully their name. Uh, I mean, like uh, MacBook, everyone knows, like, oh, the latest version of MacBook. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go buy this one. I need to look for X, Y, Z. Well, people you know, to make sure it's the 2020 or whatever. The original Pixelbook. Yeah, and people love the Pixelbook Go. Like, from just a hardware standpoint, even if they're not trying to set trends or move the market forward anymore, because I don't know if they have just to do that anymore. A good just, device. Yeah, as a hardware division, you should want to have a flagship model that you make for your. <laughs> For your software, and at a point now, I try to make this argument in the in the article as well. Like when the Pixelbook came out, there was not a ton of demand for Chrome OS from a consumer standpoint. The story is so different now, and so now you've got all these people coming in and and asking like, "What's Google's latest Chromebook going to be?" Because you know, I think if I'm going to get into it, I'm going to spend money. I want to just go buy Google's thing because you know they they may have hardware flops in the phone area, but most of their other stuff is. And honestly, their their phones are premium and quality built like they make dumb decisions on hardware sometimes with them but the way that they're put together is so thoughtful and aesthetically pleasing and that's what people want out of a a thousand dollar chromebook you know like there's a lot of that that the samsung embodies and i would argue that that one a lot of people even me included is like this kind of feels like a pixelbook too you know like there's a lot going on here that kind of feels like the air apparent it doesn't have a assistant key does it and Samsung and Google worked really close together. And, you know, this the little tablet that Google worked a lot on, this Duet, doesn't have an assistant key. You know, like Speaking of that, and just a tangent here, anybody who's listening, comment on, you know, send us a message in Anchor. We need more people doing that. That's really cool. <laughs> you can send it. Yeah, you can send us a voice message. Yeah. People are like, what? I, do I think they have to, the down, sh- you have to download the assistant shortcut to has gone away, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh wait! I just killed, wow. I just killed oh, Robbie. <laughs> wow! Can't wow. swallow you and talk him. at the same time. You got him so excited. He Breathing just... in the coffee. <laughs> Michael and I were talking about this last night. Okay, I was getting ready to say that. <clears throat> talking about the assistant key on the keyboard. It just I was like, well, I'm gonna see. Hit search A on my 713. Boop. Assistant pops up. I'm like, what the heck? For is two going weeks, on? Robbie and I talked about this on multiple occasions. Search A. It used to be search K. Now search A is supposed to be the, the assistant, assistant shortcut. shortcut I you... saw the commit last night while I was digging through other stuff. Like it's a year and something old. They removed the flag months ago. Right. For it because they're like, yeah, this is part of the system. <laughs> no, it's not. For some reason, it <clears throat> it went away. 
on a lot of Chromebooks. And then, I haven't seen it working yeah, forever, and it I'm surprised in, me last yeah, night that it worked. Are you in stable? Mm-hmm. I'm in Canary, and it worked. I'm like, oh, well, maybe they turned it off, and now they're turning it back on. But I guess, mate. Weird. No idea. Google, what are y'all doing? <clears throat> no idea. I mean, it's, oh, a, it's a keyboard shortcut for yeah. crying out loud. Like, Yeah. It should just work. Yeah, but that's the thing. You go in the keyboard settings, and it wasn't there. Yeah, it was gone. It was gone. It was removed from the Chrome OS settings. So, Which is <laughs> bizarre. Is maybe, maybe somebody read the, the commit wrong. They were like, Oh, oh, you said remove the flag. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I took okay. the, my bad. We'll add it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know why it's on the 713 though. That's I'm pretty on sure me. I'm in stable. Yeah, that one's on me. That one's That's on me. me. Google's got a lot of stuff going on with with <clears throat> Chrome OS settings and hubs and all that. They need that. It's time to. I know you can't do all this stuff at once, but it's time to start finalizing some things. I mean, <laughs> Google hubs Man. and everybody sharing <laughs> all those things. Let's just do it. Let's Gabe. just share sheet. Like, I feel yeah. like all that stuff's going to roll into one. Update. And build a custom GUI for for Crostini. Just a small little clean custom. Just make it a little mini desktop, like a little desktop that you can just have as an app because users have no idea how to install things in Linux. Just saying. Yeah. Or we just, made a whole video about it. Yeah. <laughs> or like if they would just some sort of app installer or something. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's it. That's all it needs. Yep. You know. Hey, you've got your terminal and yeah, I yeah, and I installed an app installer today, and I'm going to write an article about it after lunch, after we have our Jimmy John's, uh, because that's that's the problem with Linux apps is that a lot of people are trying to learn how to use them, and then they go to install an app that they've downloaded or they read an article that says use this command, and then it breaks or it says, well, we can't install this because I don't have this installed. They don't know what to do. Half the time, I don't know what to do. This one little package installer <clears throat> fixes that. It, it fixes all that for you. So check it out this afternoon because that's a very helpful tool to have in your bag until Google figures out what they're doing with Linux. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. And I wonder if a lot of the things like what Gabe was talking about and some of these things that are coming that are getting closer, you know, so the phone hub, um, if this kaleidoscope thing shows up. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want to get into a tangent about it, but it's like a hub for you know, all your videos and stuff, um, all your video streaming services. Um, but what was the other one? You mentioned something else. Um, Phone hub, Linux. Share, oh, sh- share, uh, share sheet. Nearby sharing. Nearby sharing. Yeah. Like those things have been kind of stewing for a little bit. I would imagine like those would be really cool features for them to have ironed out for when the pixel book, this new pixel book comes out and be like, Hey, look at the new stuff that Chrome, that, that Chromebook can do, you yeah. know, and, and use the pixel book to kind of, to do that because Absolutely. ultimately if nothing else, like Google needs a latest gen Chromebook of their own just for their marketing purposes. Yep. Just for when they want to make stuff about Chromebooks, period. It's great to throw other manufacturers in there, but ultimately they need they need one that's their internal device. I mean, there's a lot of development still happening with Eve with yeah. the Pixelbook because that's like the internal Chromebook right, for because developers. Because Pixelbook launched the uh, Switch to Chromebook campaign, yep. which is still <laughs> huge. I still see commercials all the time. It's just, and they don't use the Pixelbook in, in there, but they use like Lenovo and all that stuff. But it's, it's, it's the grandfather. They need, mm-hmm. they need a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it would be like, and, and years ago, this wasn't a thing, but nowadays you think about it, it'd be weird for Microsoft to go and do anything without also using the surface as a, a guide for that. Right. And it's not, you know, they, the surface accomplished its thing. Like windows laptops are way better off than they were five or six years ago. I mean, they're just premium windows laptops are very nice now. Um, and so surface accomplished its goal and they're still pushing forward. Mm-hmm. That team is still making they're they're iterative. 
you know, but that's okay. People, it's funny, like when people say, oh, I need this, this, or this, I need to go buy a Windows device. And, you know, I still get people that ask me these questions because they're like, oh, you know tech, so whatever. Whatever you say, tell me what to go buy. And the easiest thing for me to tell them, if you're going to go buy a Windows device, go buy a Surface device if you have the money. Because I don't know a ton about Windows machines. I just know that other manufacturers will throw their bloatware on or they'll have custom drivers for the mouse trackpad and they'll have this and they'll have a keyboard layout that does all these weird things and you got to make sure and update this stuff and oh well they partner with mcafee and so they've got this you know and surfaces don't have any of that stuff surfaces are akin to the the pixel line of phones for android and it's like you don't have to worry about all that bloat and all that junk pure windows clean windows it's (laughs) a clean install of windows and as weird as it sounds like most people don't realize that that's even possible like that they can get a windows that doesn't get sullied with all of Dell's or all of HP's or all of Asus's stuff. It's just Windows. And Chromebooks don't have to worry about that. It's not like, oh, well, the Pixelbook is a cleaner version of Chrome OS. Yeah. No, it's the same. <laughs> it's all the it's, same. It's all the same. So that's that's not the same thing. But for Google to have a piece of hardware that's kind of there, just look at this. You know, here developers develop on this. And right. And, and early, commercials yeah, using early this. on, the Pixelbook got features mm-hmm. before other things did, yeah. the same way yeah. the Pixel phones do. And Google, like you said, Google needs to have <clears> that. <throat> Even if it's a TikTok every two year thing, they need to be on a schedule with having a yeah. device today. De- you know, they debuted Netflix with the Pixelbook and oh, yeah. whatever. But like these, the phone hub features would be perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, launch that and say, hey, you know, work coming soon to other devices, but this works with your Pixel Five and your Pixel Book. Yeah. Well, and and you don't see them doing that. Um, any of this kind of backing off stuff with the Pixel phones, like they run Android, they have their own version of the way that they present Android, and I'd argue it's the best of any that exist, and most people would too. And even though they have just stumbled, as putting it too kindly, through phone hardware, I mean it's it's not good. The 3A is they're only like, hey, we did something right. And 4A, people are just falling over themselves for Like, they love this. So Google's going, oh, well, maybe we, we're good at medium phones. So let's stick there and we'll figure out flagships as we go. But they're not quitting. They're not just going, well, we accomplished it. Android phones are nice. They are nice. There's a lot of great Android phones. Like, Samsung makes beautiful, wonderful Android phones. Uh, a lot I mean, of heck, you got a Surface Duo getting ready to come out mm-hmm. that looks like a mind-blowing dual screen version of Android that's just crazy looking. You've got the Z Fold getting ready to come out. Like Android is just doing all kinds of cool stuff and it feels fun and adventurous again. So could Google just be like, well, it's good. Ecosystem's fine. They don't need us. We'll just take a few years off. Like that would be bonkers. You wouldn't like, why would you do that? Why would you step out of that? Or if they decided, you know what? LG and Lenovo and these guys are making good smart displays and there's other people making Google Assistant speakers. We'll just stop. That that would make no sense. And so I would argue that the same thing's true with with Chromebooks. And maybe just now true. Like mm-hmm. maybe the Pixelbooks up until now were, hey, we need to we need to pick the bar up a little bit. We need to create something that people have to aim for. And, you know, we're gonna try to change the standard and, and people are gonna laugh and point and be like, Well, that's an expensive Chromebook, you know, and, and now they look and you see the ecosystem that has built up around it. Chromebook adoption is in a place it has never been before. Mm-hmm. Not in and by a long shot, as far as the number of people who are picking up Chromebooks, who are being introduced to the OS and are starting to use it as their main computing mm-hmm. device. It's time now for the Pixelbook to pick up a different torch, I think. Instead of, hey, we need to set the bar for other OEMs. Now it's like, cool, 
go make a great Chromebook. Right. Just be your Google flagship right. device. And I think they tried that a little bit with the Go, but now yeah. it needs to be more intentional. It needs to be more, this is the device that you need. This is the device that does everything right. you need and it we're, to do. We're proud it of doesn't it. matter that it's a Chromebook. Right. It's just, this is, because honestly, and we've said this a million <clears throat> times, and it's our goal to shout this to the world until 8 billion people know it, Chrome OS will do 100% of what a lot of people use their Windows devices for or their Mac for, honestly. Yeah. I mean. Agreed. Um, and I think now the Pixelbook can be the flagship, the torchbearer for that message. Exactly. You know, hey, you want a premium device made by Google? Here you go. Go buy you this know, thing. It, they don't. It's it's just such a weird thing. And Microsoft has to float in these waters, too. They make Surface products. And they make a wide variety of Surface devices that clearly conflict with their OEM partners. But they do it. Uh, there's got to be reasons. There's there, there's just a need. If you're if you're going to be a hardware company, you got to keep your feet in the water. Like I just don't think there's any room for Google to be like, eh, we accomplished what we're going to accomplish. Chromebooks are fine. We're going to leave. Like, even though that's what I felt like might have been happening a, a month or two ago, I I yeah. still have. It's never sat well with me that that they would doesn't do make, that. And it I'm doesn't like, make sense. Weird. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm really hopeful that what we found here means that that's not what Google's going to do. And like, you just have to iterate the thing. You don't have to go and that's, reinvent that's, anything. And that's the no. thing. That's what it's felt. The Pixelbook line. I call it Pixelbook, and I'm throwing the Pixel slate in there. They uh, unfortunate naming. Um, but their, their newer line of Chromebooks has always done that. So you had Pixelbook, which is a big departure from what most people were doing with, with Chromebooks at the time. Android apps, Google Assistant, AES Stylus. There weren't a ton of 360 devices. You know, they did a bunch of like, new, 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 new. And here's the best, you know, cr uh, keyboard and a thin device you've ever seen in your life. And, you know, here's this amazing design. So it was a lot of new stuff. So next year, instead of going, cool, let's take that and just let's make it a little bit better. It was like, no, we need to push tablets and detachables and Chrome OS. So they just move on from the Pixelbook, do new, 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 detachable. And, you know, the Pixel Slate. And, fingerprint. You know, fingerprint <laughs> scanner and, and tablet OS. And, 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 you know, in Google fashion, they didn't quite get there with it. It was just kind of a mishmash. And <laughs> I even poked, pointed out in the article, like, the development cycle for Nocturne was really short to be doing something as yeah. different as what they did just the year before. No wonder it was a, a freaking train wreck. And so, and then they go the next year and again, do something very different than what they've done the first two years. So Pixelbook was like beauty, aesthetic, high dollar, just everything you Premium. want. <laughs> and it's like, well, let's try to figure out where we can cut corners and shave and still have that Google feel and maybe bring the price down. And I like the Pixelbook go. I think the Pixelbook go is great. Um, but it was very different from what they've done. So they spent three years doing something different every year. And so this might be the first time they get to come back to something and just iterate a little yeah. bit. Like you don't, you don't have to be revolutionary this time. You don't have to change the game. The game is fine. Be a player in the yeah. game now. Just, just make a, a good solid device. Yeah. That, that is made by Google. That does all the things we all love about Google's products. It's just, feels good it's just premium it's the same thing that happens with apple products people pick them up and there's just a i don't know you just know you know it's solid it's well built and 
it, it feels nice to use. And I don't know, like that's all they need to do. They don't have to go fix everything anymore. Yeah, and I think, I think the go is still fresh enough that this will be a great opportunity. Give if production gets back to where it should be and whatever Google could do a back and forth, oh, reiterate the, the, the pixel book this year, end of this year, whenever it is that they can do it. And then a year from then do a new go and yeah. just trade off back and forth. They don't need to do a new line every year or every no, two years. Awesome. But but you've got it. You if they would just keep two devices on the market that are that are eighteen months fresh, they'd yep, be yep. doing great. Yep, and and they could keep you know keep the price separated on them. That would make sense. So it's again it, it's this flagship versus affordable. It's this Pixel Four versus Four A mentality of that that works for you guys. Like people love affordable Chromebooks. So if you can do something else to get the go down to like five hundred bucks, and you know if like that an means, ARM processor. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you no, know, anything, anything that they can do. Honestly, they could. They, we've talked about it a lot here lately. That with the Go, especially, we haven't seen any Jasper Lake processors yet. But no. as good as the um, Gemini Lake R, the forty twenty processors are, like they're really good. Yeah. Like our our Samsung Chromebook Four Plus review will go out, and that's one of those devices I just like. Ugh, did not want to review that thing, you know, but the standard N4000 processor in it was pretty surprising yeah. as far I mean, as from a workflow standpoint. $170 Lenovo we reviewed from Walmart. If I had to work on that, uh, apart from the screen, I wouldn't be like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you it's put an external monitor fine. in it and you forget that you're using Yeah, a, I did. I worked on it dirt for cheap days. Monitor, with, or a dirt cheap Chromebook. Yeah, with an extended monitor and you never know. And I so, mean, like, when the Jasper Lake chips come out they're going to have a huge performance increase a smaller nanometer and an improved graphics integrated graphics yeah. too i think you wrote at, at one point um so i mean they're going to be a big step forward i'd argue you don't need that big of a step forward or you know they could go with something like these pentium the pentium gold or pentium silvers in a pixelbook go and it would be more than enough for probably 85 percent of people mm. you know pair it with eight gigs of ram and 64 gigs of storage and then build the the beautiful chrome Chromebook made by Google experience around those chips and sell it for 500 bucks. It would sell like hotcakes and allow you the breathing room to, to make the pixel book line exactly what you want it to be and not feel like you've got to cater to bringing price down, develop that thing and make it just yeah. what the original pixel book what, was. This whatever, amazing thing. whatever money you all spent uh, on forming and molding the grabbable bottom, just, just, Cut that out, honestly. The what? <laughs> the bottom, though. The grippy bottom, you know. How oh. <laughs> just I mean, get, take the... It's cool. Yeah. It does unique. make it... It does make it... It does make the name fit, you know. Yeah, but... The go. Uh-huh. Uh, but but really, though, just get rid of that. That'll cut off probably 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys had to make like some, a, some custom mold, you know, some company had to make... It's a magnesium yeah. alloy outside. You know, magnesium alloy can be made to be pretty grippy without having to like, like mold a. You a, don't a, have to do all a that. panini grill on the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, make make some smarter choices yeah. on the low end and yeah. and still give that because that's a we're waiting on our four A Google sending us a Pixel four A to to check out. Uh, we don't do phone reviews too often, but it's coming and we're going to talk about it yep. because. It's it's just an important phone for Google. It's an important piece of Google's hardware strategy, and to me, it it helps highlight like here's the types of decisions you can make around a Chromebook that still feels googly, 
and doesn't have to be the most impressive performer ever made. And they could do the same thing with a pixel book. It, Go. it fits this narrative perfectly. You yeah. Know, you, just, you just figure out ways to cut corners that don't feel like cutting corners as much. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways to do it for yeah, sure. And course. they've clearly done it uh, with the four a yeah. and, and people love it and yeah. people love getting a deal. People love mm-hmm. saving money. And so, to be able to have both of those lines kind of running concurrently, I think, is a, a winning solution for them from a hardware standpoint. And I think, I think, if Halvor ends up being Pixelbook uh, for 2020, and even if it's a thousand bucks for the base model, and it brings all the stuff that the Pixelbook did, you know, from design, performance, looks, feel, you know, I I think it will be one of their first breakout devices uh, from. A Chrome OS standpoint, yeah, you know the the original Pixelbook struggled to sell to sell for the, within the first year. The names, it was like year two. People were finally going, is, oh, yeah, the names there now. Like yeah, people, people know, know Pixelbook. They know Google Pixelbook. I want a Pixelbook. You know, uh, the Slate. We'll just leave it out of the conversation. And the Pixelbook Go, I I would say, is probably done okay. Yeah, um, because if there's a 650 right. option. It's probably done okay, uh, but I don't see a I don't see people clamoring for it the way they still do for the Pixelbook. Like, I still get people asking, should I buy a Pixelbook like, yeah. right now? And I'm like, yeah, three years into its end of life and a, yeah. a seventh-gen processor, I just I don't bezels. know that that's the best use of your money at this point. Yeah. But I think, like, the market, like, the consumer people awareness. Want it, man. People yeah, want like, it. There, there's a, a legit, like, Interest, thing happening. Like, the bubble, yeah. I feels like. And if they put a, an awesome Chromebook out... I feel like it won't be just a random people get it. Like people will be buying this thing up like crazy. Uh, It's finally to the point, I think where they wanted to build it to, which again, it's not about them revolutionizing anything or setting any bars anymore. Now it's just getting the hardware game, be in it, you know, build, build something awesome and just be a part of it, uh, be a competitor in it. So exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. As, as I'm sure you can tell, we are we are buzzing about this this morning, and uh, it's a it's a cool uh, cool prospect. I think that if if this thing pans out, this could be a this could be a big device. So yeah, stay tuned, <laughs> stay tuned. I think we're probably going to dig into the all the commits today and see if there's anything else in there. But uh, certainly, stay tuned to the website as we learn more about this thing. We're we're obviously going to be writing about it and. This might even get a this might even get a video at some point if we get some more evidence. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. So alrighty folks. Uh, I think that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, you guys are awesome. And uh, we're gonna link everything down in the show notes and uh, we're gonna go eat some Jimmy John's. So see you guys. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.